What's up, everybody? This is Lavelle Hewitt, your host of Do It In The Dark, a podcast that focuses on introspection and accountability, how to pick yourself apart and put the pieces back together. So take this journey with me as we redefine who we are, how we got here, and move forward confidently toward the future. Do It In The Dark is an opinion-based podcast based on research, statistics, and my personal views. These comments are not represented by any political, religious, or government entities. The views expressed on this show are mine and mine alone. This is a very special day. This is our first episode. So welcome to episode one. And today, uh, the title is going to be self-titled. Obviously, we need to tell you about the podcast, open it up, introduce what this is about, and also tell you who I am, introduce myself, give you a little bit of background about me, and just talk about what we are going to be discussing in future episodes. I'm very excited. Thank you guys for tuning in. Let's get started. So once again, my name is Lavelle Hewitt. This is Do It In The Dark, a podcast about introspection and accountability. So before we talk about the title, I want to give you a little background about who I am. I am a successful business owner in the healthcare industry, primarily doing service in the form of home hospice care. I've been in the business over 15 plus years. And throughout that time, I've learned a tremendous amount about the industry itself, about people, family dynamics. And then again, I've learned a lot about myself. One of the things that seemed to be consistent about the type of work that I've chosen to do over the course of my life is I do believe in a level of servitude and serving others. And so it only makes sense that I would land here. Not sure how I got here. All the pieces you know, kind of aligned for me to be in this industry, but I love it. I am a managing partner in two local home hospice companies, one in Beaufort, Georgia, and the other one in the Snell, Snellville, Georgia location. I'll get into the names of the companies in further episodes, but right now, I just want to give an introduction about me and who I am. Part of my journey also, you know, has been in education. I'm originally from New Orleans, Louisiana, born and raised to the age of 12, lived in the Lord Night Ward all of my childhood years. I love the city, love going to school there, love growing up there, love my friends. Um, Burgundy and Andrew was, you know, it's funny growing up, your, your street is a representation of your early environment. So living off Burgundy Street and Andrew Street, it really personified a lot about my foundation. The friends I had, we were all outdoors type of guys, you know. All the kids would go outside and we'd play football. And I'm about to predate myself. Kids these days in the 2020 era, they don't really go outside. But back in the early 80s, we would go outside and we would play until, you know, the street lights. Or if you had a curfew like myself and my brother, we had to be in at a certain time. But growing up in New Orleans, it gave me a good foundation of toughness, 
just because we're growing up in a part of town where you had to have a level of street dynamic to be able to, you know, coexist in, in those environments. So there's a little bit of edge to who I am as an adult, only because that foundation was laid for me. And I'm very appreciative. But I always had around me a sense of business being done. My dad was a landscaper by trade. And of course, he worked for himself for as long as I can remember. In terms of landscaping, he cut grass, he did flower beds, and he would really take a, a blank canvas and really create something beautiful in a lot of affluent neighborhoods. My dad had over, over 40 yards that he would work at, primarily you know, throughout the week and on the weekends. And my mom and dad divorced early, so if I was with him, Chances are on a Saturday, we were starting our day cutting grass. So I had a sense of business ownership from early on. My grandfather owned his own corner store. His family owned the corner store in our neighborhood. So I'm seeing all of these people do business and interact as self-employed or entrepreneurship aspects. So it only fit myself that as I grew up and became a young man, working various jobs in different industries, I would probably stumble to be an entrepreneur myself. You know, all the pieces fit once you look at the psychology of who you are. You may not know how you are going to get somewhere, but eventually you land where you're supposed to be. And I think that's the case for me. So educationally, being in Atlanta, I went to school in the Atlanta University Center. I'm a proud graduate of Mars Brown College with a degree in psychology, as well as University of Phoenix with a master's degree in psychology. So my background is very deep in psychology and the practice of school of thought. I'll talk about that later on in this episode, but in future episodes, a lot of my points that I make are based from psychological terms that I've learned and taught over the years. After college, I did, I, I was a serial entrepreneur, so I've had several different businesses. But one of the things that was key for my adult career was always being in education, right? So I've taught on the collegiate level, state school, online school, and technical schools, junior colleges. Each time, being given the opportunity to teach introduction to psychology, social psychology, research methodology, human relations, any subject that was in a general studies corridor, I was credentialed to teach and I would pick up courses and I would study and teach so I could bring a new life about that subject to my students. So I am very grateful to have had the opportunity to teach for seven plus years online and on campus in the field of psychology. So, and th those are some of the pieces that I would love to bring to you guys as we continue this journey to self-discover and work on ourselves from an introspective mindset and also holding ourselves accountable along the way. And that's why the name of the show is called Do It In The Dark a podcast about introspection and accountability. So the name Do It In The Dark, I came up with Do It In The Dark because we all are entertained by social media. We all like the things that we see, 
we retweet, we post, we share, and we celebrate the positive aspects of everybody who has quote unquote made it, right? There's so many influencers out there. Everybody has a a successful story to tell you and they want to show you how great they're doing and they can sell you their product. They want to give you their ebook. They want you to subscribe to their YouTube channel. They want you to follow them. But the one thing I've learned as I teach psychology and as I was on the journey of being a businessman myself, the success I'm able to show and post on social media didn't happen on social media, right? For me, it started with me being honest with myself and turning the lights off, going into a dark space, a dark room, and having some dark days where it was just me and my thoughts. And we figured out how to fix things. And a lot of the fixing that I had to do was not so much with other people. In fact, most of it was with myself. The word introspection means to look inward, to be able to look within yourself and take an assessment of what needs to be corrected, changed, or exemplified, right? So what's working, you keep. What's not working, you get rid of. And what needs to be changed for the better, you hold yourself accountable to make that change. That's really what it what it means. The accountability part is very critical because I believe, and I'm sure statistics would prove that most people, when something goes bad, we are able to identify all the pieces that are wrong around us. But most of us do not start with ourselves and say, okay, this project fell apart because I didn't do X, Y, and Z. And that's the hard part, right? That's the hard part, but it doesn't have to be hard. It's only hard because we are miseducated to problem solve by way of finding the problem that doesn't exist within ourselves. So this podcast is about, we're not gonna identify problems in other people. We're not gonna identify problems that exist in the world. We want to look inside ourselves and say, what did I do to contribute either by doing or by standing by not doing? But what did I do? How am I responsible? And how can I make that change? And that's what we want to focus on with this podcast. I want to challenge each of you as you listen to everything that I'm saying. As you come back episode after episode, I have a list of titles that I want to go through. Things that are all going to, you know, at the end of it, I have 10 episodes that I got to get out to you. Each episode is a building block to help you get through a certain hurdle that you may be facing or that you're going through in life. Accountability is a huge thing. Being a business owner, I work with various different people, right? It took me a really, really long time to hold myself accountable when people wouldn't do business with me, right? So I would blame them for not wanting to support a black entrepreneur. I would blame them for not wanting to do business with me because they should do business with me because they knew that that was my aim, right? Like, you know me, you should do business with me because we are, we have familiarity with one another. 
But as I held myself accountable, it became more and more evident that nobody owed me anything. Nobody told me to quit my job and start a company. Nobody told me to stop teaching and focus all my energy into building a company from the ground up. That was my choice. So if it was my choice, then now it is my obligation to go out and earn the business from everybody and not just look toward people who I consider to be friends when I work for these other companies to give me a handout or give me a, a favor of some sort. At the end of the day, they owed me nothing and I had to earn their business by creating the type of company I wanted them to see. And so there's three things in business I think I can attribute to my success and I'd like to share that with you. So the first thing for me is the psychology of assessing people. And I'll break that down in a minute. That's number one, the psychology of assessing people. Number two is quiet time with yourself. What do you do for therapy to clear your mind and to reboot your system, right? And I'm talking about your mind and your body. What do you do to gather yourself, to center yourself and to be able to be refreshed for the next day? So I'm gonna go over mind with you. I'm gonna talk about what mind is. And then the third thing is affirmations. You know, how do you live a life where affirmations are a part of life, not just something that we say because we've been taught that they're healthy for us. So those are the three things I wanna to talk to you about as I highlight what I believe has made me successful over the years in business. So the psychology of assessing people. One of the very first things I learned in the school of psychology when I was an undergrad we had to do a project. In this project, we were all given juveniles, which are, you know, minor mice. Well, they're mice, not rats, but they're mice. And they're called juveniles. And so with the project, we had to teach them classical conditioning, right? So we had to put them in a box, and in the box, we had to teach them how to click the button then receive the pellet. So they had to go through, you know, pretty much a, a small maze of sorts. It was several things they had to do first. You gotta click the button, then climb on the pedestal, and then you can receive your pellet. But they had to do it in a certain order. So one of the things that I learned, the very first thing I learned with this mouse, the juvenile mouse was, he liked peanut, right? So my thing is, instead of using the pellets that the teacher gave me, my juvenile, his name was Juvie. I'm from New Orleans, so yeah, he was a hot boy. And Juvie loves some peanut butter, man. So instead of me using the pellets that my professor had, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make this A. Me and Juvie, we have a great relationship. I can let him out the cage. I handle him with care. He loves to eat this peanut butter. I'm gonna put a little peanut butter on the pellets and then see if I can get him to acquiesce and do what we need to do so I could get this grade. I didn't realize that that very first project was putting me on a path of learning the behaviors and the conditions of people. Not saying that people are related to mice, you know, but it's very similar in the way that you have to conduct yourself and conduct business with people. 
you have to learn their behaviors. You have to learn their likes and dislikes, especially if you are in a service industry like I am. We're labeled as sales reps, so I have to go out, I do lunches, I do in-services where I'm educating doctors, social workers, and families, of course, about end-of-life care. That's not the easiest thing to sell. But if you assess the situation and you understand the type of person, meaning the behavior and the personality in which you are dealing with, then you adjust. As a business person, you make the adjustment and you come prepared to do business. And I believe I've made huge strides in learning the people that I do business with on a daily basis. The second thing for me that has been attributed to my success, I'm married and I do have a family. I have five beautiful children, two grandchildren, and my wife and I, we've been together for a total of maybe 17, 18 years now at this point. We just celebrated our 16th anniversary. I don't know exactly how long we've been dating. Neither does she. So we're fine with that. We, we both forget certain things, but even in being in a partnership, relationship, marriage, I think it is ideal to point out that in every relationship, there's two individuals. If you are an individual that needs certain things, you're not going to be able to get those things always being attached to your partner. So even in a marriage, I believe a healthy adjustment is for each individual to have something that they call their own. So for me, I love my alone time. I love being by myself doing the one thing or the two things that bring me peace. For me, those things are I love playing poker and I love woodwork. There's nothing more satisfying than going to the thrift store, getting a piece of furniture and refurbishing that furniture and bringing it back to life. Or going to Home Depot, downloading some plans and building a beautiful blanket lab from scratch. I love sanding the wood down, making it smooth, making it pliable. I love using the measurements, my tools. All of that for me is therapeutic, right? This weekend, I have a project that I'm working on. I'll be showing you guys on my Instagram feed what I've, what I've been working on and how it is therapeutic for me. But I'm working on the desk. I want to upgrade my desk in my home office. So I'll be working on that this weekend. But that is my therapeutic time. People don't realize that therapy for you is not the way or it doesn't have to be the way that everybody else does it. Right. My therapy is woodwork. What's your therapy? Right. What do you love to do by yourself? Remember, this whole do it in the dark thing is a way of life for me at this point. And doing it in the dark means I do certain things when nobody's around. When there's no cameras around, you turn the lights off and you do the work. And that's part of my meditation. Woodworking. I love to be in a quiet place, just myself and my supplies. And from scratch, you make a beautiful product. And so the third thing for me 
What has made me successful in business? Affirmations. And I don't mean affirmations in the sense that, you know, you just wake up and you say things that sound pretty. No, I believe that we all have to live in our affirmations. One of the most consistent sayings that I have, I have a quote, it is create the environment you want to exist. And over years, I've been saying it and I started out, I came up with it because I wanted to sound, I wanted to sound important to my students, right? And I wanted to give them something to grab on for all of my psychology students, all of my human relations students, all of my students that were in introductory college classes, you know, those beginning classes that everybody has to take their freshman year. I taught those two, right? But I would, I would give them that quote, create the environment you want to exist. And when I said it, I'm like, oh man, that sounds so great. But what I didn't know was by me saying it, I wanted it. And I would use it in class to help inspire my students. But at the same time, I was inspiring myself to create the lifestyle that I too wanted. And so now I figured out that by me saying it so much, it came to pass on two companies, right? I have the freedom to come and go as I would like. I don't have to literally just wake up and go to work every single day. I've created an environment where my wife doesn't have to work. My kids are very well taken care of. I am a great provider. I feel good with those things. And I own the company. So the companies are staffed where whether I show up or not, the job is going to get done. That is the exact environment that I've always wanted to create for myself. So whatever the affirmation is that you believe you should be living in, you need to write it out, speak it. But most importantly, you have to write it down, write it on something. I would write that phrase every time I would get ready to teach a class because I wanted my students to know that this is something I think is important for you all. And if I was being honest with myself, I knew it was important for me. I just wanted to sound like I was helping them. Sometimes we can get caught up so much trying to look like we're helping other people that we neglect the fact that we're giving them something that we really want for ourselves. And that is the thing that I had to come to grips with. As I get ready to close, I just want to recap. Thank you guys again for joining me on this very, very special occasion. This being the first episode of Do It In The Dark with Lavelle Hewitt, a podcast on introspection and accountability. I really want to paint this picture really quickly that this is going to be a journey, right, for us to take, and I want to take it with you guys. This podcast is going to be fruitful. It's going to be engaging. I'm going to disclose bits and pieces of myself in hopes that the more I give you, it also helps by opening some doors in your mind about yourself. So I want you all to subscribe to the platform, look for the episodes, and I'll do my part to reach out on social media. 
again, thank you for joining us on this first episode of Do It In The Dark. I can't wait for us to take this walk together, man. I think you're going to like it. We got a lot of stuff to cover, and it's all about just making ourselves better. Some people may call it self-help, self-care, whatever catchphrase you're into, that's fine. But at the end of the day, you got to turn the lights off because that's when the work begins. Until next time, I'll see you again. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Do It In The Dark with Lavelle Hewitt. Please subscribe and follow us on all social media platforms. Until then, turn the lights off because the work begins in the dark.